So I'm walking through these hallways and all I see when it comes to honors and success, and these are the people that are doing awesome in this space, they were all one majority culture. Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. really glad to be back with you guys again. Thanks so much for listening. I hope y'all are hanging in there during uh, these stay-at-home orders and as we all process and work through uh, this COVID-19 global pandemic together. Um, This uh, is not normal and I know that uh, there are some of you that uh, just had to shift to working from home um, and being at home with your families. Some of you have lost your jobs. Um, things have shifted, relationships have been tricky. Um, there's everything, uh, all along the gamut. And so, uh, I really hope that you are hanging in there. I hope that you are finding some of the most beautiful parts of yourself during this time. Uh, I hope that you are finding that you were more persistent than you thought you were, uh, that you were more resilient than you thought you were, uh, and that you were more creative than you thought you were, um, And simultaneously, I really hope that you've been able to give yourself uh, space to grieve, uh, permission to uh, not be okay for a day, uh, whatever it is. I just pray that um, you are hanging in there and that you are able to just keep moving each day. So I am grateful that you decided to listen to me again today. Thanks for allowing me to be uh, in your car or in your home, wherever you're listening. I oftentimes get invited to uh, a lot of different places to speak. That's pretty much what I do. I, I do public speaking. I do consulting, working with organizations, moving them from monocultural to multicultural. And oftentimes uh, early in the year, I will be invited to speak at uh, high schools and middle schools uh, during assemblies and that sort of thing to give uh, the kids and the faculty just uh, some sort of framework to exist in when it comes to diversity. Usually that comes around uh, Black History Month or around MLK birthday or you know something like that with regards to culture, uh, particularly in, uh, in a school setting. And there's this one thing that kind of happens that I'm noticing every time I go to a school for the most part. So I go to this school um, and I'm there, like I said, to do public speaking. So before I'm supposed to speak, I I asked my contact, I said, is it okay if I just kind of walk around a little bit in the school? School is gigantic, by the way. Um, So I said, can I just walk around a little bit? And of course, you know, my contact was like, sure. So I just wanted to walk around in the school to get a sense and a vibe of, you know, what they're doing with regards to diversity. I mean, they 
they brought me in so that I could talk about culture and setting a framework for the future. And so I'm walking around and one of the first things that I'm noticing is that uh, there are these displays and decoration and designs on the walls of uh, people who had graduated out of this uh, school that I was in. And it had pictures and names and, you know, pictures from the, the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. This school has been around for a long time. So I'm walking the halls and, you know, seeing these older pictures. And then there was another hall that I turned down and um, there was a picture on the wall of staff and faculty and not only the people that had uh, currently worked there, but the people who had worked there in the past and they had everybody's picture on the wall. And I thought, wow, that's really awesome. And then I turned down another corridor and another hallway and there was this display case of, um, awards and scholarships. And these are the students who are, you know, our best students and the valedictorians and all of these things that were highlighting the accomplishments of the student body over the years. Awesome, right? I mean, that's awesome. Who wouldn't want to do this? And I see this in a lot of schools, by the way. I see this in a lot of schools. I see this in churches. I see this in colleges all the time, just pictures of people who have been successful, who have strived in that context of that educational institution. But there was one thing missing in this particular school, and that was a diversity of faces. So I'm walking through these hallways and all I see when it comes to honors and success, and these are the people that are doing awesome in this space, they were all one majority culture. Now, let me just be really clear. I, I am sure that when the powers that be, at least in, in this decade, uh, when the powers that be sat down and said, how do we design our school uh, to show that people can succeed here? That they didn't sit down and say, how can we keep non-majority students out or non-faculty members out. I don't think they probably, they probably didn't have a conversation about that sitting down at a boardroom table, figuring out ways to keep people out that way. I think this is a blind spot. The problem is, is that I went and I walked around the school and I tried to find where are the pictures of people that look different than this particular culture group. And in this situation, it was more white American. So I'm walking around and finally, guys, finally, I walked down this hallway and I looked in this, there was one case, there was one trophy case, there was one case that was dedicated to a particular type of success. You wanna know what it was? The basketball team. Out of all of these hallways that I was in, the only place that I found non-majority people was on the basketball team. Now again, was the basketball team successful? Yes. Did the school want to highlight that the basketball team was successful? Absolutely. But now if you just kind of take a step back, right, and enter the story with me, think about being a student or even a faculty member or somebody that works there at that school. And the way that the, the corridors and the halls are designed is there is a subtle message that is sent to people who are part of the non-majority. And that is, 
These are the faces. These kinds of people are the ones that exceed and excel at education and work and scholarships and honors. And these are the people that excel in sports. Now, again, I don't think that that was the plan, but it's a blind spot oftentimes in the conversation around diversity, particularly in education, is these are the kinds of things that happens when your faculty isn't diverse, when your leadership isn't diverse, that this is a big blind spot. Because I think it was last year now, last year when I saw the student body, the student body was extremely multicolored. Not multicultural, the school wasn't multicultural. The school is multicolored because there were lots of different kinds of kids in this school. And so now in the 21st century, this multicolored body of students has to still exist in a framework that was designed for a monocultural group of people. And so I share this story with you just to say that these kinds of things can be a blind spot. And I did find another hallway that had uh, pictures of Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement and, and things that uh, of that like, but you can see, hopefully you can see now as I describe it, how this could communicate to people in non-majority and in students in the non-majority in a school when they don't see anybody on the wall or the names that reflect people that look like them. And again, most, hopefully most students can overlook those things and they don't think about it and they can say, well, I can be whatever I want to be no matter what. But I want you to know how important it is to have representation wherever you are. If you're running an organization, if you're running a business, if you're running a church, if you're running a school, any place where public uh, where the public gathers, any place where there is potentially even a multicolored body of people, just know that it doesn't take much to think through something like design. How are we designing this building to make people feel like they are welcome? You know, are the things on the wall, are they communicating what we want them to communicate? Are we just, you know, bringing an old system of design, like I think this school did, that it's always been done this way and this is the way that, you know, the leadership before us is done and we always honor, you know, these people, these people. It's something worth poking because I'll tell you now, when you're part of the non-majority, you see things like this and it's one more thing that kind of tells you that you're not normal. And so representation, again, is such an important thing just to normalize culture um, and normalize different kinds of people uh, for whatever kind of body you find yourself in. Now, if I were consulting with this school, the first thing I would tell them, and literally, this is even before we start talking about, you know, how do we express uh, more culturally in our programs? How do we get a more diverse staff? I would tell them, start with the way the building looks. Because if you think about it, every single year, your student body and even your new faculty and staff body have to come in to an old pre-existing system that was made for a monocultural environment. And so me being an African-American woman, if I walk into that space and say I'm a new teacher or I'm a new uh, faculty member and I walk into a space like that and that's what I see everywhere all over the walls, um, I might feel left out. I might feel like I am not represented in this space. And then 
make all other kinds of assumptions about the school or the organization based on what I see. So what would be the answer? Well, the question really is to ask, to ask if you were the person who was in charge of this design is to say, okay, this system or the design of these walls, the design of these hallways, this worked for a certain era of time. Or, you know, when our school was monocultural, when the, when the student body was monocultural, that this worked then this being able to put them all in this, you know, on this wall of fame or whatever, this all worked back then. It doesn't work back now. It doesn't work now. So then the question would be, how do we want to honor success? How do we want to lift up how uh, the students and the faculty are succeeding? Do we need to have um, a new standard of showcasing what is uh, what is worthy to be shown as excellent? So can you put, my guess would be, can you put uh, an excellence hallway down and have students that are excellent in all kinds of things. And then that kind of opens it up for you to include students from other culture groups into the process of just honoring students. Because here's what I believe. I believe that this school that I was at um, really works hard to honor students and faculty who are excelling at what they do. But if everybody at the top of the organization is one culture, you will always keep missing opportunities like this to just be inclusive. So this is just one thing to think about. If Again, if you run an organization, a business, a church, a school, I want you to just take a walk around. Take a walk around. Think about your halls. Think about the pictures on the wall. Think about the videos that you send. That you send. Think about how you... Uh, how you lift up and how you honor excellence and look at it from, from the standpoint of someone that is a, a different culture than you and see, if, ask yourself the question, uh, is this inclusive? Can my students, can my church members, can my employees see themselves in these spaces where I'm honoring excellence? And if the answer is no, then again, don't try not to judge yourself because that'll just send you into a hole, but then ask yourself, okay, then what could we do to honor excellence that might be more inclusive? Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.